What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Life of Pi, episode 41. And tonight, as promised, we are talking Dexter New Blood, episode 3, Smoke Signals. And before we jump into this, a quick shout out to everyone's favorite foul mouth TV show sister. The, the amazing Jennifer Carpenter herself. It's her birthday, so happy birthday to you, Jeff, Jennifer Carpenter. And thank you for blessing us with this amazing character of Deb Morgan. I continue to love this character even more in this series. In the original series, she was amazing. But in this one, her just being the de- devil's advocate on Dexter's shoulder is just... It's honestly a fair part of the show, and I love it. So... With that being said, episode number three. So I believe it's a 10-part series, what they said that's going to be. So episode three that gives us, what, seven left, folks? So we know, per normal Dexter, the first couple episodes of a, of a season, they go kind of slow. They, they, they ease you into it. So you know, episode three, four, five, stuff's about to pop off, basically. Yeah, the opening scene we get is a search party is still at Dexter's house. Outside, he wakes up, they're still there. Dexter gets, you know, Harrison right and everything. And then, of course, they run out the door because Harrison has to go to high school. You know, like a normal kid. And something that's kind of, like, I thought was kind of funny, but that's always, like, I guess, like, bothered me about, like, TV shows and movies and stuff is that no matter where these shows or movies take place, especially this one where it's in the middle of like nowhere, it's freezing cold looking, none of these teenagers are wearing hats or gloves. Just jackets. Like, they'd be getting sick all the time. Like, they'd be freezing. Their hair, their head and hands would be freezing. Maybe that's just me being ridiculous. I don't know. Maybe it was just me overthinking it. Perhaps. But it's always bothered me, so I don't know. I just wanted to... uh Go to my soapbox about that for a hot second. So and then we, you know, we jump over Harrison and Dexter. You know, he goes to the school, meets with the principal, and then meets the Spanish teacher, who, as we know, is well, not the Spanish teacher, the science teacher. I'm sorry, who is also the bartender at the local tavern. Then, of course, Harrison wows with a little bit of Spanish because, as we all know, he spent time in Argentina with Hannah before she passed. And then, of course, you know, you got Deb on Dexter's shoulder being a little devil's advocate. Yeah, so as, you know, before we get to the high school, actually, I'm sorry, I'm going to go back and say, before we get to the high school, you know, Jim gets informed, Dexter, I'm just going to call him Dexter to save time. He gets informed there's a break in the case. He's like, oh, hmm, weird. Of course, he wants to know what it is, and Angela's like, well, obviously, Angela's like, can't tell him. She's going to go to the police station and find out, so then... Dexter heads down there and finds out that there is that they have found that they have found hunting cameras on the reservation where Matt was where Matt has gone missing at is the I guess where Matt was killed at. So and all of a sudden Dexter's like shit, I'm gonna be caught by hunting cameras, but luckily it's just heat signatures, so it doesn't show anybody's face or anything. So, of course, Dexter does what he always does, helps cover up his own crime, again. 
like, oh yeah, that's, that's Matt with his, you know, whatever rifle that he bought for me. And, and of course they asked him about the other guy in the hunting video. He goes, you know, there's hundreds of those guns and of course, Kurt is there and, uh, shout out to, um, Clancy Brown who's playing Kurt. Um, this dude is a massive man. I, I think it's so funny that all these like villains, even the original series, all these are big dudes that Dexter's take on. Like Dexter's not like a small guy, but like these are massive men that he is going against. Of course, you know, um, Clancy Brown, he's, you know, he's an awesome actor. He's been a bunch of stuff. So I just think it's cool. They got him, you know, I like said, he's, he was a sleepy hollow. I really liked him in that. Mason, you guys don't know what that is or whatever, but it was a good show. It's on Fox. And of course, you know, after Kurt's in the office and everything, Angela goes back to the crime scene. And, you know, of course, in her mind, she's like, do I suck as a cop? Like, this and that, of course, De Dexter being the good boyfriend that he is, comforts her and all that fun stuff. And a clumsy CSI guy shows up, which you know immediately, like, Dexter's like, crap. You know, you, you could tell, like, just from his look, he's like, I hope this guy sucks. And you get the inner monologue. Dexter's kind of like, oh, I would have done this. Is he going to do that? And this guy is basically just like a hippier version of Dexter, if you will. Just like kind of like a clumsier version. Or dorkier. I guess dorkier. But the guy's good. He's really good. And Dexter's like, shit, am I going to get caught by this guy? And the guy basically shows like everybody where Dexter's direction came from, where Matt's direction came from. And, you know, of course, he recognizes how Dexter makes the blood with the, with the deer blood. So, of course, this gives Dexter a good chance to go to the crime scene with Kurt. And, of course, he's, again, he's watching him do all the CSI stuff like he used to do and all that. Which I think is kind of cool. It's a little tip of the cap what Dexter used to do in Miami, which I think is really cool. So, you know, Dexter gets called back to the high school where Harrison's in the principal's office. And they've accused him of cheating because he tested so high. On, on this entrance exam. They said it's one of the highest they, they said it's the highest they've ever gotten. Which to me is like, how are you gonna accuse this kid just because he does really good doesn't mean he can't be like a, some like child genius. There's like those kids are you know every, every high school is like that one child genius kid, I feel like. So why couldn't it be him? But I guess in a small town it's different. I I don't know. But I think it's a little ridiculous personally that they're just like accusing him automatically. And, of course, Dexter doesn't believe him, you know, because Dexter doesn't know his kid, so he doesn't stand up for him, which, of course, Harrison doesn't like. Ask him if he's lying, of course. I love that Harrison's care. I love Harrison. I was like, why, Jim? Why would I Why would I be lying? Do you know anything about lying? And I just love that because Dexter's kind of like, oh, yeah, that's right. I've already lied to you several times, and you know I'm pretty good at it. So, again, it's like Harrison knows he's a liar about a bunch of stuff. And he's basically calling Jim out in front of the principal. Is another phone call with, you know, Angel's calling Kurt to let her know that the blood found is Matt's. And so this one, what I like with this with this new series with Dexter is that they're doing something they haven't really done in previous seasons. Well, I guess with the original series, to me personally. They're showing the grief. Like Dexter has a rapport with this victim's like relative Dexter was never really like friends with his victim's family members per se 
maybe I'm forgetting something from the original series, but I don't really remember that really happening. If it did, it didn't really happen. Like, I feel like it wasn't like what it is with Kurt. It was on a first-name basis, small town, tease him all the time. And the fact that they're showing the grief also of this family, of, you know, the remaining family member, I think it's also cool. They haven't really done that before either. So I like what they're doing with that also. I'm hoping you guys like that too because, like I said, if I miss something, please let me know so I can go back and watch it again because I'll rewatch. I, I've, like I said, I've watched most of these episodes, I think, two or three times now. So each time I go through, I go back through and watch the episode and make notes. Then I come on here and I talk to you guys. Dexter, of course, has another run-in with Deb in his car as Devil on the Shoulder. Basically, he has to go out through the night, dig up Matt's bloody clothes, and basically drag his bloody clothes all over the place so the crime-sniffing dogs don't find it the next day. And then we go back to this white mask killer. I'm very curious who this person's going to end up being. I mean, I mean, I know because I'm all caught up, but for those of you who aren't, I don't want to spoil anything for in case you haven't gotten that far yet. It's not who I thought it was going to be, which I like. But he has like this creepy thing where like he like has his girl and he lets her basically opens the he puts on the ski mask, plays this song, and then opens the door and then lets her run out, and then like he shoots her down and like kills her. Almost like it's like a ritualistic thing. So it's kind of like how many it's just like how many people has this guy done this to? Because you can tell there's a ritual to this. Like, did something happen to, to this guy that's making him do this? And it's just like it's weird. And then like the next scene is basically like you see this girl on a mortuary. I can only assume like a mortuary table, like being prepared to be like be embalmed or whatever. And then it cuts. You're just kind of like, what? What? And it's like real quick, like 15, 20 seconds. And I saw what they did. I don't know if you guys caught this. But while he's watching this girl sit in the bedroom, there's like three or four books on his laptop directly to the left. Like red, green, and black. That with Clyde Phillips' name on it. So shout out to Clyde Phillips. I caught that. That was pretty sweet. You put your name. They put your name in there. I like that a lot. That was pretty cool. Of course, you know, the search dogs show up. Then, of course, we have a new character alert. We have Molly Park, the podcaster, show up. She's in her little Jimmy Choo little boots and, like, probably Lululemon leggings and probably a Gucci jacket because she's probably from L.A. And she's a famous true crime podcaster. And, of course, she's, like, wearing clothes she shouldn't be wearing in the middle of freaking nowhere. And then, of course, you it's just, like, you get in our dead vision where she, Dexter's trying to think where to bury Matt's body. And it's just Deb throwing body parts into, basically, like, a tree grinder, like, Fargo, which I thought was hilarious. And then you, you, then you finally get to see the next scene, like, a couple scenes after, you get to see, like, Harrison, like, a different side of Harrison. He, inf- he just basically sits down and just tells Ethan, he's like, doesn't even, doesn't even say hi, he sits down and he's like, hey, your online girlfriend's not real, you're being catfished by Zach. And I like the Harrison did this, he's not letting, like, and you know, all schools have this, I think, like, well, I mean, now, especially, like, like these like, top the food chain kind of kids that think they run everything, it's, and, it, and it's sad it's like that. 
and you know and it's good for like people like Harris you stick up for like the kids who are like the you know like the introvert socially awkward kid that's like you know especially in small towns you know these kids getting bullied and crap and Harrison steps up for Ethan in the biggest way, and I love this. You know, they, they fuck with Zach back. And, of course, he doesn't like it because, you know, nobody's ever stepped up to him like this. And he goes, and he goes to, to come after Ethan. Harrison just grabs him like an Undertaker, like, death grip around the throat. And Zach can't breathe and tells him, he goes, he goes you bother him again, I'm going to do this to you every day. Every single day. And then, like, to me, that's, like, that's the first hint right there. That's, like, a first little signal that Harrison has a little bit of a dark side. You know, he later, later, a couple scenes later, he tells Audrey, he goes, you'd be surprised what you learn in foster care. But at the same time, I think that's, like, that Dexter inner dark passenger. But he stood up for this kid, which Dexter has done also for, like, the little guy. But I like that, like, he's just not, like, a normal teenager. Just, like, oh, I'm going to go with the flow of things and everything. Like, some like some teenagers would, I guess, is the best way to put it. So, kudos to the show writers for that. That was a cool little scene. I, I like. I really enjoyed that. I hope there's more of that. Like, him sticking up for, you know, maybe kids who can't stick up for themselves. A couple, like, like probably three or four minutes later, um, Dexter goes searching for a place to put the dead bodies and everything. And, and he runs into a friggin' bear. Of course, he goes sprinting out as soon as he gets away and falls down. Phone call. I love that they keep this up, that every time like he's either killed somebody or getting ready to kill somebody, he's dismembering a body, or he's running away from something that's trying to kill him or scare him or whatever, he's always getting phone calls. At like, the most awkward times possible. And I think that's so hilarious that they have kept this trend up into what is now the ninth season. So I love that. So, of course, Audrey invites Harrison and Dexter over for dinner, and, you know, they talk about what to do with the white elk that's still in the butcher shop, and they eventually end up taking it to the Indian Reservation for some kind of ceremony. If anybody knows what this ceremony is and you hear us, like, please, like, message me on my Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, you know, any social media platform on there, you know, Life of Pi. Just look for the little clipboard and everything. This is a blue and white sign. Like, if you know what the name of this, like, this, like, ceremony is, or you know what it's called or what it's for, I guess, just say, please, like, let me know, because I, I have no idea what this is. Of course, it shows us that Dexter has found a new place to bury the bodies, but now he's not burying them. He's burning them. In some furnace in some old, like, place outside of town, and driving back into town with the ashes coming down of Matt's body which looks like snow, which is really funny. And, of course, she sees Kurt outside of a bar, hammered drunk, celebrating, dancing in the snow, and he's thinking it's snow, but it's really his son's ashes. And he tells Dexter that his son's alive and that he just talked to him, that he FaceTimed him. And Dexter's kind of like, what? So So my question is, like, why would he lie about this? Why? Why would you lie about that? And, that, and of course, you know Dexter is wondering the same thing. His mind is kind of like, what? Like, no, no, you didn't. So I'm, I'm intrigued to see where, like, this whole, like, I talked to my son and I'm lying about it. And, like, and see if they actually find out that he's lying. 
the whole time. So, it, it'll be interesting to see what next week, well not next week, I guess episode 4 brings us, which I will be doing here, and I'm hoping tomorrow night, so hopefully by the time you guys listen to this, it'll be up already. Uh, hopefully you guys are enjoying these, I'm enjoying rewatching the show over and over again, it's my all-time favorite show, and yeah, all I got for you guys tonight, and I will talk to you all soon, we talking, come back here, talking Dexter, episode 4, H is for hero. And until next time, I hope you enjoyed your slice of pie.